and we're back at it. Uh, what's up, everyone? We usually do this at the end of each Moonlighters Club episode, but we're going to do this at the beginning now because I don't think anyone's listening to the actual ends of the episodes, so let's just try it. If you would like to email us, it's moonlightersclub at gmail.com. The reason I'm throwing that out there is because we interview tons of awesome entrepreneurs who work full-time, and we want more of that. So if you know anyone who's doing that, let us know. Also, our Facebook page, we have about 100-something likes. It's all right, but I feel like I've been giving you 500-like type stuff out here, at least 600. We've got like eight Twitter followers, which is mostly on me. <laughs> so that's just a dedication part of my end. So you can find us Facebook, Moonlighters Club on Facebook. Uh, I think it's like facebook.com slash Moonlighters Club. No one does that anymore, but just type in the Moonlighters Club. You'll see us on Facebook. And there's an apostrophe after the S because it shows ownership of club. So that's, that's, that might be what storm people off, I'm not sure. Um, also, so Twitter, please find us. Facebook, please like us. Um, besides that, we're on SoundCloud. We're on multiple libraries like SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Acast, uh, Pocket Cast. Uh, but if you do download from iTunes or from Google Play, we would love it if you would rate it. We would love it if you give us reviews, if you give me reviews on how to get better intros before a podcast start, or anything from guests, comments you'd like to share with us, we, we need that. And then SoundCloud works exactly the same. If you guys could just let us know what you think. Audio quality could be bad. Please, let us know. We want to do whatever we can to give you a really good show. And we also want more people to interview so we can continue to give you shows. So with that said, welcome to the Moonlighters Club. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is, my name is Joel. Uh, hey everyone, my name is Funsha. Hi everybody, my name is Paula. Uh, Paula is a great friend of ours who teaches us stuff about marketing and business, so that may have seemed random. It's not. She's been around. She's been around. She's been around, She's been around for a little bit. But she, You're going to back in. Exactly. So Paula's just going to like jump in, add laughter where yeah. we need it. And, and I'll throw in some marketing jargon for fun. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Bounce rate. <laughs> Conversions. Stuff Circle like that. Back, you know? um, so we're super excited. You're going to hear some clicks in the background, too, because we have a friend and co-worker named Colin who's going to be taking pictures of us so we can change our Facebook page and just give you some lifelike photos. Unless we don't look good in them, and you're never going to see any of these. That is very We're true. They'll never them. be released. No. I second that. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> no. So we have a first. We have a repeat guest, and that's funny. The time we're recording this, her episode's not even out yet. That's very but true. But by the it time we be. post both episodes... <laughs> You'll hear both, and we have an, an, a very interesting reason why. So please introduce yourself for the okay. second time. Okay. Hello, I'm Kemi. Yeah. <laughs> hey, world. <laughs> so Kemi was cr the creator slash writer, director, producer of a kids... And actress. And actress. Yeah, that's right. You were acting and you were singing. Mm -hmm. of the kids, what, was it, what was the name of it again? Uh, Playhouse Party. TV. Playhouse Party. Yeah. So... She came up with the idea through a meditation session. Yeah. And, like, which is good. I'm tired of people saying, like, I smoke weed and I call this amazing thing or this mass. And I, no, she actually came up with this from scratch, wrote, like, literally wrote songs. Yeah. Like, within, and, the, within the night, right? At the same time oh, yes, you, yes, like, yes, came yes. to, exactly. you did everything. Exactly. That's awesome. Right then and yeah. there. 
So the time we did it, she was giving us all this inspirational information. Yeah. It's really positive, super great. Things were going well. You'd mm-hmm. actually done way more than most people have done in months or years worth of work in a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. And she, she has to come back. So why? Okay, so um, at this point in time, I'm actually turning a corner. So, um, what I'm bringing to you all this time is a new venture, or it's not a new venture, it's a new old venture. It actually was still in the picture at the time of Playhouse Party, but um, I realized that I need to focus on one thing, and that one thing now is Afrobeat Fitness. All right. New venture. Yes. Yes. That sounds... New old venture. New old venture. That sounds good. I correct myself. New old venture. That sounds good. Now, what is... It's Afrobeat? Yes. Afrobeat fitness. So to give you some backstory, Afrobeat is... It's new now. It's hit the U.S., but it's actually a form of music that derives from West Africa, and it's just literally like African music. But um, now it's hit the U.S. and some mainstream artists have been on some songs such as, I don't know, Wizkid. Um, Drake had a song with Wizkid on his album. You know, so now it's actually, you know, becoming mainstream in the U.S. And um, yeah, uh, I actually grew up dancing and um, I was teaching this Afrobeat fitness, these fitness classes in the community. And um, now at this point in time, I am feeling it in my spirit that I need to focus on this thing and um i believe that it's my new niche and um it's always been here it will always be here so i'm going to focus and carry this into completion and kind of spread this fitness class across the globe entire globe like north korea um hey yes <laughs> all right, I get dance. Mm-hmm. Why fitness? Like, I feel like it's all right. I'm trying to start a fitness app, okay. And I don't really, I I want to, I want to look good. That's yes. why I work out. I'm yes. not really a super gung ho fitness type dude, but I feel like most people in that space, mm-hmm. one of those two spaces, are just gung ho about both. Mm-hmm. So why not just dance? Like, why not just like, yeah, I'm gonna teach this class for those of you who want to learn how to dance. Um, you can do. Well, the fitness part comes in because literally you're dripping by the end of the class. And um, after doing, you know, one of my classes consistently, you start to see results. And that's the one thing about um, African dance and dance. Um, People tend to look at it like it's just dancing, but there is a fitness component with that as well. I agree. Yes. Mm -hmm. I second that. Just from growing up Mm -hmm. as a Nigerian person in America, going to parties, Mm -hmm. by the end of the night, you are exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So when it... How long have you had this? Because you said new but old, right? Mm So when did this idea first... Okay. So I'm going to go back to the beginning so this doesn't feel so random. (laughs) (laughs) So um, at the age of two, I actually started dancing. Um, How's that possible? Two? Yeah. So my parents um, were immigrants. My mom came from Liberia, my dad, Nigeria. And they really focused on us taking on different activities. So they put us in everything from archery to swimming to horseback riding to dancing. And so dancing was one of the things that I really connected to. So all my life I've trained as a dancer, and I actually moved to Atlanta. I may have mentioned this last podcast. I actually moved to Atlanta to dance professionally. And um, that whole thing was awesome, but I got an injury from dancing 12 hours a day. Mm. And so I ended up relocating back up north 
Um, and I told myself that I wouldn't dance again. I was kind of in this like love hate, you know, state. And I told myself that I wouldn't dance again. But it was so interesting because I felt like dancing was like following me everywhere. And at the time, I actually booked um, a video shoot or, or a video with Davido, who was a famous Afrobeat artist. And like the opportunities kept coming even when I wasn't like seeking it out. I love how like black parents, when they get a little bit of money, they're like, what can I, what? It's like, I never hear stories about, yo, my dad just took me to the basketball court and made me do it. It's like, no, I went to chess camp. Yeah, and like, yeah, uh, what? Like, archery? Like, how does that even cross anyone's mind? Like, yo, she's gotta go to this archery yeah, game. Yeah, you know, we did it all. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do it for the kids. Yeah. 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 So yes, so um, dance came out and or dance kind of dragged me, and um, that's where I am now. Um, I started running away from it, but um, it kind of manifested, and I realized recently that I'm I'm focusing on a lot of different projects, and they're awesome, and I need to focus on the one that is my heart. And mm -hmm. dancing has been there from the beginning, and so I know that I know that I need to focus on this, and in the future, Playhouse Party will fly and the other ventures I have will fly but I know that I need to start with the one that has always been there in order to bring that to completion and that will create the streams of income for the other ones and that was a revelation that I got so does anyone else in this room have actual passion like I'm running business on the side like okay I'll say Moonlighters Club is becoming a passion because I like hearing people's stories all my other businesses were like, how can I get some money? Mm. And yeah. this isn't that. And really just running your own thing. See when it's from actually like, yo, like I, my heart. Because I don't, my heart is like football. And like <laughs> chicken wings. Like, like I don't actually think, you have one? Yeah. I mean, I love animals and I didn't realize how much I loved animals until I started volunteering every Saturday oh, on my free time. Awesome. <laughs> at, a, at a zoo or something? No, okay. I volunteer um, at this local animal shelter, the MSPCA. That's and awesome. I'm there every weekend. Two hours of my time, sometimes three, <laughs> laying with the animals, and realized it was my passion. Like I don't think I want to become a vet or anything like that, you know. But do it every week. You'd work in them in some capacity though, like if, if like you have your like if they pay. were like, oh, you don't need a degree for this. Yeah, right. totally, I would do that on the side. And if they paid me, I'd totally do it. Nice. I don't, I don't get paid now, and I do it, but <laughs> it's a plus. Yeah, I have a passion. Um, for me, it's cooking. Um, ever since I was a kid, I always loved cooking. Like I remember in high school and even like in middle school, I would just watch the Food Network for hours for fun. <laughs> um, I actually did plan in high school going into the culinary field. Like I had my, I had like my whole future set out. I was gonna go see either Johnson Wills or the Culinary Institute of America, major in culinary, and then I would. Oh, I would graduate, work in the kitchen, become an executive chef, and then open my own restaurant. I was so involved in it, and um, my high school, we had a career in tech. Um, we had a career in tech. Um, so, um, we had a career in tech. Um, component. Component, yeah. yeah. Thank you. And um, I was in the culinary one, and I followed it through like even my chefs they were like so surprised when senior year came and I was like I'm gonna go to school for marketing <laughs> I don't know really how I got here but um yeah I, I went to college for business and my passion kind of died out died out for a bit 
but it's like slowly building back. And, yeah, you like, never run away from it. Yeah, you really can't. Like, you know, Thanksgiving just passed, and um, I was the one who cooked the Thanksgiving okay. like, turkey and stuff, and <laughs> I have for a few years. So, like, I love cooking. I'm so passionate. It's the passion's there, but like, it kind of died out, but now it's slowly coming back. Drop this little seed and just say, you know, with the business background and your love of cooking, maybe that'll make you the perfect duo and one person to open up your own business. Sure. I think it's a good idea. I think yeah. it's the best thing to do for yourself. Like, the thing is, like, the restaurant industry is hard. just so brutal. <laughs> it's so brutal. I think that's probably one of the reasons why I was like, maybe I enjoy eating out versus <laughs> cooking at a restaurant, so let me try that out. You ever thought about but, charging? Like, one of my good friends, he can cook okay. I won't say his name. <laughs> yes. So but he, uh, yeah, so I like to cook, too. And I always had, I, I, I ran this by him. He didn't want to do it. Like, you ever thought about just, like, cooking at your house and... Inviting a ton of people over, right? Like friends or like family members in the room, just feeding them, or like an event, like say it's a Super Bowl or something like that. And like you'll come over, I'll charge you for a plate, but then seeing where that goes. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because restaurants have that barrier to entry, where not everyone has the liquid capital to open up a place, yeah. and they close easily. But like, what if people just come over your house and just eat? You know, I mean, if I got people all these, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, like, yeah. and yeah. just a story, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it can be a good way. That's pretty illegal, but I mean, cool <laughs> I think it's like, if you don't, yeah. That's like, why your friends and family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, well, actually, yeah. somebody did that, and they shared it on, like, Snapchat or That's something. That's true. Oh, really? Like, you yeah. know, they do it with, like, soul food and stuff? Yeah. 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 That yeah. was fine. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, the place for that, though. You exactly. know, it's, like, it's technically, like, illegal, and I'm mm-hmm. doing these air quotes right now, but at the same time, it's, like, social media just crosses so many for lines, sure. it blurs it. So right. it's, yeah. like, it's okay. I'm glad you guys are bringing this up, because I have to ask all of you a question. Uh... Being from having, because Paul, your parents are also from an island, if I'm mistaken, right? Uh, no, I have lineage. You have lineage. So it's <laughs> not your parents, lineage. Yes. So maybe, maybe it's a positive, maybe not. But especially for Kimmy, Ola, with parents coming from another country, are you allowed to have dreams? And what I mean by that is, I feel like a lot of people, like Indian immigrants, Chinese immigrants, mm-hmm. anyone coming from somewhere else, mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Their parents are like, look, man, there's schools here mm-hmm. and there's opportunities to make a lot of money here if you apply yourself. Mm-hmm. Could you tell your parents, great, but I kind of want to sing, but I kind of want to dance? Like, mm-hmm. how is that, like, review, how is that seen in your household? If you were like, yeah, I could go to college, but I kind of want to rap. You know what I mean? Learn yeah. just anything. Like, it doesn't even have to be that. So, personally, when I moved to Atlanta to dance professionally, I actually got my master's degree in a year. I did that strategically. And when I got the degree, I said, Dad, this is for you. So now I'm leaving. So there's no, nobody can say anything because I did what I needed to do. Because, and I did that because obviously there's a, a emphasis on education or there's an emphasis on security and stability and chasing dreams and doing art is not that. Yeah. You know, and so at that time, I did what I did. So nobody could tell me that, you know, you can't go to Atlanta, you can't do that. Ah, yeah. What would have been like had you not had that degree? That I wouldn't have said. (laughs) 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 That wouldn't even happen. I couldn't say anything. (laughs) So, so because I have it, it was like a buffer. So it's like you know, I'm leaving. (laughs) About you? For me, um, I will say my parents did encourage me to follow my dreams and my passion and everything, but education was extremely important and Mm -hmm. I did end up going to a four-year college I got my degree 
and right now I'm in marketing and my parents are really happy, but I also, my also my sister, she took a really long time to kind of find her passion and like what she loves and that's pottery. And my parents, like, they're kind of, because my parents are from Nigeria, so they know like you need a job, you need education, you need all that stuff to be stable and, and all that, and all of that, but living in America, they've gotten westernized, which I'm pretty sure, Kevin, you can say, like, your parents, they get westernized over a bit, so, at least my parents, I kind of softened to the idea of, you know, with, with the arts and doing what you love, but you still need that degree, mm -hmm. so I would say, with my, like, growing up was a bit of both, but college was extremely important, like, you needed to go, you need to go to college, like, I don't care if you go to college for culinary, my parents were fine with that. They encouraged me to pursue it because, like, when I, like, tell you, like, since I was a kid, I was cooking, like, when I was little, I almost burnt down my house because I was like, oh, I'm going to cook. And I was, like, two years old, and I, the carpet caught on fire. Like, so I think, like, that passion was always there, so they always encouraged it, but I needed to get a degree in whatever I wanted to yeah, I feel. It was it. Was yeah. it? What, what was yours? Was yours that just don't go to jail? <laughs> yeah, that was mine. Just I don't. Like, like, up, hashtag grown up black. <laughs> it's like <laughs> when you're like when you don't have that lineage like of your parents being immigrants or even your like grandparents or things things like that. Basically, a lot of people do identify themselves as African American when they don't have like a close tie. And growing up as African American, like in the U.S., in Boston, in Dorchester, <laughs> like, it was like, please don't be a hoe, please don't get pregnant, please don't go to jail, <laughs> please don't be running out here on these streets, and my mom was like, that was the thing, it was like, yeah. do your work, I was already a naturally good student, thank God, but like, it was mostly like, you're not going outside to hang out with these little hoodlums, you're not going out, like, I would have played double dutch, like, that wasn't a thing, like, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to go outside after, like, a certain time, because that was when the kids who had nothing going for them were going out at and it was just like that and then that made me want to really focus on school and so it kind of I liked school I enjoyed school because I always went to schools that were into like the education and they actually cared for the students and I just got lucky in that sense but it was <laughs> it was like oh you're going to college that's great we definitely appreciate that you're like the first generation kid going to college but it was more it was more like please just please survive <laughs> yeah. which is sad yeah, mine was like, exactly the same it's like it, it yeah they just know how bad it can get and my issue was my family was poor growing up but they all got master's degrees so it's like shit you kind of just set the bar really high and my mom's like well if I did it and she grew up in Boston when it was broke she's like you have no excuses not to do it so it was to an extent what Paula had said but to a certain degree, it was also like just be working, just be like doing. Because someone came yeah. here before you, yeah. who didn't have it as good. So yeah. at least take care of yourself. Yeah. At least don't make my life harder. Um, yeah. Make it easier. Like just just be able to support yourself. I did my job. That and that was really it. Like just yeah. have something that you're doing that's productive for the world, mm -hmm. or for yourself, and then we can go from there. It's but when we definitely came with like I never got told that I was going to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> And at this point, I was in my 20s. So I was past, like, dream I was way past dreams. Like, I was like, <laughs> so that was it. And she looked at me, and she's like, if you don't put that pipe dream down. <laughs> I, I will never, ever, ever forget it. I had to be at least seven years old in the backseat of my grandparents' car. 
and my grandmother was going around like asking all the grandkids, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I like was like, I want to be like Lisa Leslie. I'm going to be a basketball player. I didn't play basketball at all, but still, I was like, that's what I want to be. And she was like, she's like, oh, that's cute. Oh, okay, grandma. (laughs) It's one of those things where it's like, is that something that like is realistic? Mm -hmm. No. I have a similar story, but it's different. But similar. (laughs) So my dream when I was younger. um, Wait, I'm sorry to interrupt. Colin's leaving. You can't see him. He's leaving. Uh, And Colin just took a bunch of pictures. Thank you. Goodbye, world. That's awesome. (laughs) Colin, Colin. do you have a passion, Colin? Photography. There you go. So we don't have to pay any money. No, just, uh, just go I will, I, we're good. We're good. No, we're good. I'll, I appreciate that. So we just hope you guys can see these photos at some point, which we'll see. We'll all go through them. Yeah. <laughs> they have to be around too. All right. All right. I, based on lighting, is it like my face or like? Gotta get some plastic surgery. Come back to it. Seriously, thank you, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Bye, yeah. Later, guys. All right, see you. Oh, Sorry, oh, didn't mean to interrupt your story, no, okay. but please. Well, no, so mine was similar, but when I was younger, I actually wanted to be a marine biologist, and my parents said no. You're lying. I used to study zoology. Yo, I told you this, but yeah, I went to stuff. Yeah. I studied zoology. That's that was my awesome. major. So I looked it up, did you? the money wasn't that good. No, <laughs> I, just, I do want to work with animals at some point. Wild animals, yeah. I do. I would love to just be in the yeah. environment and my research. Too. Why did they say no? Did you ever figure it out? Oh, yeah, so that's what I wanted to add in. So I think it's, we all have similar experiences, but I feel like with my parents, the reason why they said what they said was because they came here with all these barriers, and they didn't want us to have those barriers. So, like, now that we're born here and we have the language and we don't really, we're American, they kind of wanted us to do more with what we had, whereas they came here and they got all the education. So they're like, well, you have all this, do more than what I did. As mm, I think you said right. that too. Yeah. Yeah. So do like surpass what I did. You know? Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like one of those things, which I feel like is similar yeah. to my all our experience. Yeah. 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 yeah, my older brother's always like, all right, cool. Like when I got promoted, he was like, all right, cool. What's the next step? <laughs> it was yeah. like, yeah. congratulations. But, but yeah. you know, like what are you doing next? And I was just like, damn, can I breathe? But then I was like, you know, that's real. <laughs> did you ever say congratulations you played yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I never get to say that. <laughs> but I've said it multiple times. So, Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, this is going to be a really cheesy segue. Uh, the, you share your the stuff you want to do. Like, you, uh, your kids show, you, you shared your Afrobeat idea. Yes. Did you tell people you were not going to do the TV show? Once you would, once you would come up with it, start writing it. Did you have to tell people you weren't going to be pushing forward that while you were moving to something else? Well, so I'm actually currently living this reality. So um, the TV show is actually done, thank the Lord. But it's it's done, and um, they actually sent me the final product with everything together, and okay. I haven't watched it because I'm sad. Congratulations! I'm moving forward, but thank you. So I didn't I didn't say like I'm not moving forward with it because I'm. I tend to be like, like, I like doing everything. Right. And I do that unapologetically. Like, I don't care. Like, somebody can say, Kim, you're doing something else. Yeah, I'm doing something else. Why? Because I can. So, I, I'm kind of leaving this TV show option still here. Because if I, you know, meet somebody or if, if somehow, some way I could still, like, sell this thing, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I'm kind of, like, hard-headed. Like, I want to focus, but it's still here just in case. Right. And so there were other ventures as well that I did put on hold. But I don't 
Like, I'm not trying to sound a certain kind of way, but I don't feel like I need to tell anybody, like, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm just waiting. It's just on pause. Yeah. You know, like, all of these things are just on pause because there will be a point in time when they move forward. And that's it. I like that. Cool. And they, like, people get impatient. People, like, want this thing to happen now. And if it's not happening now, Mm -hmm. they, like, try to live vicariously through you. And they're just like, what do you mean it's not happening now? It's Mm -hmm. like, no, just be patient. (laughs) Good things come to those who wait. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, sorry to cut you off, but I also feel like people, when they're in your situation, Mm -hmm. they feel so burdened with, like, oh, I have to tell all these people. And then, like, (laughs) they have to, like, come up with all these, like, reasons, like, X, Y, and Z, and justify themselves saying, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do it now. I'm not going to give up on it, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to put it on hold. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome how you you are fine with that you're very confident in that mm-hmm. and you don't care what people have, mm-hmm. have to say because that's this is what you want and this mm-hmm. is your plan yeah i think that's awesome i think it's just honestly what i feel in my heart because yeah. okay. at first i was like oh my god but i was like no i'm gonna meditate on this i feel this so i'm good i'm content like and something i've been doing and somebody was like can we need to just do this i've been writing down all my projections um i have a lot of things that i'm going to be doing a lot of other dreams and goals and I'm just writing them down and I know that I will check them off playhouse party sold <laughs> you know I had a, a women's group worthy women ministries sold writing a book check Afrobeat fitness global you know what I mean I'm gonna check those off just have to keep um I have to keep them on paper if I'm not mistaken, we told you you should write a book the last time you were on this, yeah. and yeah. so if you do, I feel like royalties are <laughs> at least a shout out. <laughs> so I will. I'll give you guys a shout. <laughs> so, so businesses are like to me like children, and to yeah. a lot of people, your baby. Do you have a favorite baby? Like, is it? Are they all? I know you got passion involved with a lot of them. Do you uh-huh. have one that sticks out that you're like, this is this is what defines me? Maybe not all the way, but do you have one that just just has a place that the others don't? Um, well, right now, like, I love af- this Afrobeat fitness thing. Like, I literally am happy when I'm dancing. Like, I don't, like, when, when I'm in life, like, it's different than when I'm dancing. You know, and you could see that with, like, footage. Like, it's just, there's something. It's, like, my kundalini energy. Like, my energy's up. You know, so I love anything affiliated with dance. Like, that's my heart. But to answer your question, um, my baby would be a past business. And I say it, the business was um, a healthy snack vending machine company. And I say that it's my baby because that was like my first business ever. And it was, um, it was myself and two business partners. We did it in college and it was such a heavy lift. If we continued it to this day, we'd be billionaires, but we didn't have resources. Um, People, three women of color trying to do this thing and we didn't know how to keep this thing up. And it really gave me a foundation um, to entrepreneurship. And that time we were doing this business, we were studying, we were um, having placements in Rhode Island. It was, it was so dope. It was the coolest thing. But it really, it really allowed me to see that entrepreneurship is what I need to be doing in my life. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. my big I love that. I, I feel like me. I live like by this mantra, like your darkest hour comes before mm-hmm. you're done. Mm-hmm. And like... It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Your darkest hour doesn't have to be so negative, right? Mm-hmm. It just has to be something that's like something that deters you from mm-hmm. something. And it's the greatest thing when somebody goes like, "Okay, it deterred me, but I'm still gonna keep going mm-hmm. forward with it." I agree. I love that. Thanks. The thing that sucks about the whole thing is like being someone who's starting a business, mm-hmm. and you hear people tell you failure is okay, and you're like, "Well, no, fuck that. Like, I'm not gonna fail." Yeah. But the worst part is there's stuff I do with Moonlighter stuff that's just seamless because I did it before. Yeah. And I look at businesses like 
yeah, they're like children, but also like relationships. Mm-hmm. Like my mobile app, my fitness app, that's like, that's got, I got to make that work. <laughs> mm-hmm. But all the fuck ups are that, I'm not going to make for the future ones. So mm-hmm. like, it's like all the girls I just blew, like all those things I've ruined in my past. <laughs> my girl Marie's the benefits of that. I'm like, yo, the reason I treat you good is because I was such a shithead. Like I was like, I didn't get it. You don't, you don't get it. You have to mess up. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, all the mess ups happen with that first love that mm-hmm. first thing that brought you to this new arena of starting a business or running your own thing mm-hmm. and then you know it's you just got to take those lumps mm-hmm. you have to I, agree. I mean to piggyback on that um my revelation moment actually came from a pretty dark place um as Puncha knows um I actually left my church recently uh don't even want to get into that <laughs> I left church my politics. church yeah, yeah exactly literally <laughs> so church left my church mm-hmm. and um with you know everything going on and in society, everything going on in different spaces, I started really trying to find my identity in kind of like s- separating from these like entities, you know. And um, I started thinking about all the things I was doing in life, and you know just where I fit and what the why. The why piece was super important, and ironically, it really led me to it really led me to this point. Um, I had some dark days where I was like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to this church. This was my identity. Um, now I don't even have passion. I don't have that passion for my other business, which was the women's ministry. Um, I don't know where Playhouse Party is going. I, you know, I, I also worked with children at my church. So that was also a heart wrencher. So I'm like, I don't even want to do this children's show, you know? So I felt like all those dark moments came and my kind of like my savior was dance again like I always had that passion like dance always made me come alive and I couldn't I wasn't alive in any realm beside when I danced and I really started realizing that wow like I've been putting this at the back burner and my niche is this maybe I'm trying so hard because I'm trying to supplement all these other things (laughs) and I need to just put dance at the forefront and so um that was that's a you know the broader context of my revelation, and um... <laughs> you guys are just gonna have to deal with the fact that this whole city's burning down. Like you're just gonna have to listen. Yeah, is... yeah. So that was the, that was the broad context with my revelation. I think it's crazy that like sometimes you like try to talk yourself out of your passion so hard because you're just like I don't know if I can do it and you're scared because you have to take a leap. Yeah. And it's not always an easy thing to take a leap with something like yeah, I agree. I talked, I met this guy on the train this morning and he called it. That's how I meet those guys. He's not lying. He's not lying. I met this guy, a friend, and he, he called it cliff diving. And he said that, you know, um, we always, like when you're on a cliff, you're trying to talk yourself out of jumping, but you need to just jump. Or is it cliff jumping? Cliff, same thing. Same just thing. jump. You're going down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You jump. Jump in from something. Yeah, Your yeah. parachute will work. You don't know you have it, exactly. but it's there. Yeah, exactly. How long do those moments last for you where you're just like, I think everyone has fucking moments, right? Where you just like, even if you like your job or whatever you're doing, you guys almost like, I'm over this. And they last for various, like a day or two. Mm-hmm. For you, and, like for me, with entrepreneurship, there have been times where I just look in the mirror and I'm like, you're such a loser. Mm-hmm. And I don't do anything for a while. And I just sit there and. Because you're your own worst critic for a yeah. little bit, but then you snap yourself out of it. Yeah. Do those? Did that last for a long time, where you just didn't have the motivation? I mean, 
Not really. And so this may sound corny, but like I actually, I say have a courageous day to people all the time. And I say that, I say the word courage for a reason. And I do believe in like speaking life and stuff. And so I have my moments, like they're usually like overnight or like I'll be slumped on certain days. But I do always try to stay um, active within the things that give me life. So even during the time that like I left my church, I was super sad, but like it was crazy because I was still, um, you know, doing dancing and people were still paying me to do choreography for their performances or their weddings or whatever, you know, so I was still doing it, you know, and um, so I didn't really have a moment where I stopped. I guess the way it looked was things started falling out of the forefront and the things, the things that really were supposed to take precedence started moving forward which is pretty cool. And that's why I really feel like in my heart, this is where I need to go. And this is what I need to do because I didn't have to do anything. And it, things just really started taking shape and manifesting um, without me doing much. You know, I was thinking about the, the, this morning. I, uh, my girlfriend's really religious. Mm -hmm. She's from South Carolina. So mm -hmm. yeah, I saw. saw the election played out. But she's super at peace with things like my mom is too i'm not that religious so i feel like when i get on an airplane if i like tap my foot eight times the plane's not gonna crash or if i'm like if i'm in a situation and i'm like i can control this or i can think what do i gotta do to make this right i feel like what i put out is what i get back so i'm stressed a lot more than she is yeah. and i don't know how to she can just say god's gonna take care of this sure. like i'm gonna put myself in a place and she relaxes so much more than me. And it's just yeah. like, yo, I get it. I didn't understand it for the longest time. Mm -hmm. But when you're saying something drives me, struggle, I get it. Like, now I understand yeah. more than ever. Like, I'm still not there. I'm not even close. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I can control everything that's about to happen to me based on the effort that I put mm -hmm. in. And that's but the problem. Well, I no, lack that peace no, of mind. I'm not judging you, but that's... You just judge me. Yeah. Right now, <laughs> 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 No, no. Kind of the problem. <laughs> So do you have, because last time we interviewed, you seemed pretty, I mean, all you were here, you, there was not, there were no fears, there was anything. Do you have any kind of lingering thing in the back of your head, like, what if it doesn't work? Not even about money, um, but filming? What if it doesn't work? I don't know. Like, you, I'm, at this point, of the, I, don't, I really don't care, you know what I mean? Because I feel like, and I'm, I don't mean to sound a certain kind of way, I just feel like I always have backup plans. And so I plan on moving. Um, I do plan on moving and the place I'm going, I'm going to light it on fire with this Afrobeat fitness. Um, and um, I'm also going to continue doing it here in Providence and Boston as well. Uh, I don't, I don't see it not working out, but if it doesn't, honestly, like I have my other ventures and um, if that doesn't work, I will still have my full-time job, <laughs> you know, that'll be doing and I, I love that academic advising working in um, higher ed um, but I don't I think I'm super fine like I guess I, I'm so confident because there were times that like I literally you know I wasn't trying hard to dance and those opportunities still came my way because of the rapport that I built like within the community and within my life of being a performer you know so like people know where to find me like I've been in Rhode Island and I have somebody from Georgia calling me to do choreography for an artist that is coming up and they want me to like send them choreo you know and so I never really have to do anything because I I believe that there is power in your connections and your relationships and 
your um, friendships, you know, and I try to um, leave people in a better state in which I meet them. Like, I, I try to be positive and, like, love on people, and I try to put out good energy, and um, I work hella hard as well. So I don't, I'm not worried about it. Like, I'm just really not. Like, I know that when I put my mind to something, I can get it done, and I can do it by myself. And that's one reason why I'm super confident with my Afrobeat fitness class, because I am not just going to be teaching at a YMCA. I'm sorry, and no offense to any YMCA dance teachers, but <laughs> I have literally, I have a whole brand strategy around this thing, you know? And so I'm also not worried about imitation as well, because again, I know um, how I can really change the game with this thing. And I'm super confident and it's coming from within my heart. And so I'm good. There's gonna be something wrong with you. What, Ola? What's going on? They're like, they're, they're like nothing gets you down. You're super prepared. Like every time, you're just like, I can see you. Do you want me to give you a negative? I can, no, no. You're just so like it's in like I envy you. Like you're just so like more human. Like you're just yo. It's so it's refreshing. You're just I think it's because honestly the world's not positive, right? It's just not. I mean, you come to work, it's not a positive thing. You're at work. Work for me is positive for most of us here at this company because we like the people who are here. But then you get back outside and it's not that. <laughs> so it's it's I, I just I envy that. Like it's just always. I think most people just think about what could possibly go wrong. You know what I mean? And a lot of people lack faith in themselves because you're not told unless you tell it yourself. No one's really telling you how good you are about stuff. You know, and it it doesn't help. Like, if I work with you, it doesn't help me to tell you you're really good at your job because then shit. Like you, you start believing, and I'm like exactly. Then I'm, so. I just admire it. Like, but have you killed me? Like, seriously, have you killed me? How do you, have you always been like this? Um, I mean, maybe not. I mean, so before I would live a life that was so like self-absorbed, I wasn't really like conscious of anything. Uh. Maybe like in like college and stuff, in grad school, I just, well, I was always wrapped up in dance, (laughs) actually. But um, I think when I moved to Georgia and I like struggled a lot, I was at my lowest point. Um, I was depressed. I was injured, so I gained weight. I wasn't my, like, 25% body fat weight. Um, <laughs> and I went through so much. And it's weird because I went so low, but I still came back up. And I think that that's helped me. So now it's like, if I was in that place, then I can do anything right now. Like, I mean, I'm not there. I'm not in that low place. And if I survive that, then I'm good. You know? To piggyback off of that, mm-hmm. um, the past two years sure. for me have been like health wise have been very difficult. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have an injury or anything, but I did have to go through a major operation. Mm-hmm. And recently I've come to realize that health, I can survive that. If mm-hmm. I can do that, then like, you know, I feel like I can do anything. Like mm-hmm. I, I was even thinking about that mm-hmm. um, the other night. When you go through something, especially when it deals with your health, when you go through something so traumatic mm-hmm. and when literally like you're, you could have died mm-hmm. or, you know, your life could have been altered drastically. Like for me, I had a major operation and, um, this is pretty like, um, cynical point of view, but like, I thought to myself like, fuck, like, you know, I survived, like I didn't, my body didn't give out on the operating table, <laughs> you know, like when you have those type of experiences, I feel after you've gone through the healing and the recovery process, mm-hmm. you just look and you're like, hell, I got through all of that. Like mm-hmm. what else? Like I can do anything. Like I'm going to do it. If I fail, what does it matter? I survived this. So like, this is, isn't anything in the grand scheme of things. Like mm-hmm. you can really, I would say like really 
give you the confidence you need in some kind of weird way that you would have never gotten if you didn't have that experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of can help. Sure. Kami, like you said, like, you know, you're really depressed mm -hmm. and um, you were at your lowest point yeah. in the past few years for me. Like, I was, like, my health wasn't good. I didn't get, I graduated college. My health was, wasn't good at all. I was stuck working retail. No, no shade to anyone that worked in retail, but that wasn't the life that I wanted for, sure. for myself. For sure. And it was just taking so long to finally get the job that I went to school for mm -hmm. and I still had struggles with my health and I knew that I had to get this surgery done so going through all of that and now two years later where I am today it's like shit I went through so much mm -hmm. like why am I worrying about all those other things like you know having to come into work every day and acting like everything's okay just going through life I was able to do that, so any else, anything else that I want to do, whether for Kemi it's Afrobeat fitness or, you know, I'm the, I'm like, who knows, maybe tomorrow all of a sudden I am going to, like, start selling, like, plates outside my house or whatever, you know, or mm -hmm. if I'm still going to do marketing or if I want to, you know, do something else. I feel like I can do it and I'll survive because I've gone through worse stuff so I can actually get through it. Yeah, I agree. It's, like, weird, right? You're a kid. <laughs> you're so fearless like you can do anything you can jump yeah. off of anything get scrapes you get up and then like for some reason between your teenage years and your 20s you're just like give up on life you're just like I don't know what to do I don't know myself yeah. and everything and you just have to go through some crap which sucks if you gotta go through a bunch of stuff that just is terrible yeah. <laughs> terrible mm -hmm. stuff but you gotta go through it and then you find yourself and you come out stronger for it and, it is, really, it, yeah, and yeah. regardless if you're going after your passion right now or if it's later in life it's just one of those you gotta have to find yourself before you can do anything because if you don't know who you are as a person like what like you can't put yourself you can't throw yourself mm -hmm. into anything yeah. I agree um, to piggyback on that I feel there's like there's so much piggyback <laughs> <laughs> that's the third piggyback we're Like, and I feel like sometimes, well, not sometimes, we live in a, a society that, like, we strive to, like, be around noise all the time. And it frustrates me, and that's why I kind of separate myself sometimes, because I'm content with sitting in silence. Like, I could sit in silence with all of us in this room, five people, and be content. My Whereas, meditation lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not afraid of silence, but, like, you know, our world is so noisy. Like, we have to have Snapchat, we have to have Instagram, Facebook, you know, we have to have a we have to call people, talk about things with people. And it's okay to kind of like shut off the noise and listen to yourself. And I think once you really know who you are inside and out, and you know, I there's a strategy to knock yourself down. You know what I mean? And there's ways that forces will work to keep you down and to keep you fearful. And if you know all of those things, when those things start happening, you'll be like, you know what? I already know that X, Y, and Z is gonna happen. I'm not doing that, not today. You know, and you keep it moving. It's these things that will empower you when you start taking these like power moves and these um, do, taking these like steps, you know, trying to leverage yourself. Like, I do think it's super important to quiet the noise and know yourself. And somebody told me recently that once you realize, what did they say? Once you realize like the power you hold or that like, you know, you, there's God in you, like you are that all of like it was so weird what they were saying but like it was so true like once you know the gifts that you have inside of you and all that you can show to the world you're not going to falter because of you know your fears and these um i don't know the simple barriers that may come your way i think it also depends on you, you do have to be happy with who you are mm -hmm. and that's when you're in your 20s you are 
you just like noise. You like to be around others. Mm-hmm. You party. You do your thing. You're not really worried about it. Mm-hmm. But you just expect to always be in that environment, a happy environment. And the tough thing is just being happy with being alone mm-hmm. because you're with yourself, your thoughts. And once you get back, past that point, it's success, which is relative. And people chase different types of success. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, I'm a 30-plus-year-old guy. My idea of success is just being in a place where no one's telling me what to do at some point in the day. Mm-hmm. So when I go home, there's no one there. It's just me, wherever I want, eat whatever I want, mm-hmm. watch whatever I want. It's fucking paradise. Like, it, <laughs> and when my girlfriend's around, I just do what she tells me, which is good, great. But <laughs> when I'm alone, it's like, dude, that this could be it. Like, mm-hmm. if I could just do this yeah. comfortably, then I'm fine. So you seem pretty confident in like accepting success or failure. Do you have an idea of when would you look at Afrobeats and say, this is all I needed to do? Um, I mean, I don't know if I would look at the venture per se. I would probably look at my life in general. And um, I don't know if this is the right answer. But for me, I know I know that I know. Like when I, when I see it, I'll know that I'm there. And one of the things that I am striving toward with these things that I'm doing is I don't want to be successful for only myself. And I keep saying this, like, I don't, and that's why I'm trying to take certain actions to really change my life right now and really do these things I want to do. Like, I don't want to just work. I don't want to just get an income or get money that I'm like, okay, cool. I can pay these bills. I can invest in these things. And that's it. I can sit on all this and that's it. Like, no, I want to be able to you know, give to my family who aren't in need. You know, I want to just still be able to give to them. You know, I want to be able to serve. I want to be able to, you know, donate to people that are in need. I want to be able to have my income really reach more people beside myself. And once I get to that point where I'm able to do that with my income, then I'll know that I reached my, like, level of success. That's how you end a podcast. That was just eloquently... It's beautiful. That was just the way you can't see her, but she like closed her hands as if it was like masterpiece theater. So, all right. So now we're going to focus on Afrobeat. Yes. That's the move. Yes. So how can we help and how can listeners help you do that? Is this something that we're going to wait for? You're going to work on a little bit longer? Is this something that's going on now that people can go support? Yeah, well, it's already out. So, All right, let's do this. I mean, you can check out my Instagram page. I have tons of videos that you guys will love. And it's at iDreamAnyway. Everything is spelled correctly. I-D-R-E-A-M-A-N-Y-W-A-Y. And we also have a Facebook page where you can um, see other videos. You'll get um, alerts about our classes. Um, you'll see photos of myself and my business partner, um, Carvin. And that is facebook.com backslash afrobeatfit. So afrobeat, A-F-R-O-B-E-A-T, F-I-T, afrobeatfit. So yeah, so you can message me. You can, um, you know, shoot me a DM, whatever. And uh, again, my, I'm striving to bring Afrobeat Fit to a studio near you. So come and dance and sweat with us. Is your schedule looking like how many places are you, like you just reach out to places all the time? Um, yeah, so as of, for the month of December, um, we are actually doing classes every Monday in Providence. Okay. And so for the new year, it's going to look slightly different. Um, but again, if you follow us on social media, um, you'll be able to know what's coming up. But uh, yeah. And then also, I've been doing some work in New York as well. So there are a lot of Africans and um, 
Africans in general in New York. And so I actually danced with a DJ out there. His name is DJ YB. Um, he DJs for a lot of the Afrobeat artists that come here. So he has some great things coming up in 2017, as well as um, I'm actually powered by More Love Co., which is an African dating site. And um, you can check them out, morelovecall.com. I feel like that's enough. Is that your other cousin? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's her sister. Yeah, yeah. The, really? Exactly. There you go. There you go. Well, that's cool. We actually, you know, we we got yeah, we have a, a DJ who works here slash was a guest. Awesome. DJ Nexus, Jamerson Benson. So, what is he? What kind of music does he do? Uh, the hottest beats in town. Really? Uh, yeah. does he do Afro, what do you do, African? I'm pretty sure he made Afrobeat music. Like, I'm pretty sure he created it. We have to connect. We have to create these partnerships. You should should also connect with John Simmons, who's sitting in the background, who was a guest on our He makes beats, too. I feel like we could use this as a way, a portal. Like, there's got to be some way to do that within this thing. Because the hardest thing is meeting people. Because we're all adults. You can't just meet people on trains. Right? Right? There you go. So that was good. That was enlightening. Thank you, everyone who put input. Um, for those of you listening, follow your dreams. Talk to strangers on the train. You never know where it may lead. I agree. Usually alleyways. But I, I want to thank you again, Phil. Please keep coming back. We have of to course. keep checking progress. Hold me accountable. Yeah, I'm in, so three. accountable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to come in with dollar bills. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. No, no, no. You already said it. You already <laughs> said it. You're coming back with money. <laughs> I don't care. Do it with food. Like, I don't even care. Like, slices of cheese or like daily meat. It's like making it rain. I'll, I'll take any of that. Uh, but to everyone listening, please follow us on Twitter. Uh, we need an Instagram. If anyone out there who wants to run on social media, please, you could do that please too. Like, you could, okay. it's a ton of time. It's really hard. And you have to keep putting up content. And we'd love you if you did that. Yes. But otherwise, reach, email us, moonlightersclub at gmail.com. We have a website. Like us on Facebook. You have Twitter, uh, SoundCloud. So, yes, we want more stories. And we want more people to hear the stories so you can get more weekly inspiration. And share the stories that they hear as well. There you go. So, anyone who was out there, another great episode. Me, thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. Paula, thank you for for throwing in comments. Oh, yeah. We circled back and everything and all that marketing jargon. There you go. (laughs) Feel free to convert back for. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. (laughs) So, we're going to get ready to sign off. But, uh, yeah, please keep following us. Keep looking out for new content because we're always having new stories to share with you guys. We'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Sayonara.